Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Big Ken, a retired teacher bringing you lessons each week he's learned in the hobby by taking you behind the table and inside the mind of a dealer and a collector. Sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded here is the cards. Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with me, your host, Big Ken. Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on a streaming service, please like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell so you'll be notified whenever I drop any new content. Welcome, and thanks for being here. Just over a month away until National in Rosemont, Illinois. Ooh, just a little over a month away. We are down to the final push, and I know it is the word that word, the national, is on the on everybody's mind. It's coming out of everybody's mouth. Everybody's talking about it. It is all the buzz, right? Just getting ready to go. So last year is being in New Jersey. Like, you know, there was a lot of planning, but I mean, you just knew you were driving. And, you know, now it's, you know, every, when you're when you're setting up, I mean, everything has changed because you've got to get all your stuff out there to Chicago now. And uh, if you're not driving, you need to, uh, you know, you need to figure things out. Uh, everything that had a plan, everything, and I say everything that had a plan has changed. And it's changed a number of times, but it's all been for the better. Um, you know, like everything else in life, you know, we just have to roll with the punches, see what what's going on and keep adapting. And this hobby is no different. Um, always adapting, always changing, always figuring out what what, you know, what everybody's buying, what everybody's trying to buy, what they're doing, whether everybody's, you know, buying singles and grading or, or you know, whatever's going on. We just everything is always, always changing. And that's the kind of cool thing about this hobby is we're constantly adapting. Um, you know, we talk about the national all year long, um, mentally. I, and I know for me, but I think most people, cause when I say this, people shake their head and laugh mentally started planning on the trip home from the last one you know, literally packing up the car, thinking about next year and got in the car and driving home, you know, from Atlantic city. And all I had on my mind was, you know, what, what next year will look like, what I need to do different. Um, you know, things that worked, things that didn't work. Um, and we do that for what, like six months. Right. And then, uh, you know, we really start, making plans and hobby moves, you know, come January. Uh, I know for myself, it starts in December. I start going to the, uh, you know, the, the, the NSCC website uh, in December. And I'm looking weekly, almost every couple of days, waiting for them to, you know, start listing, listing for hotel reservations uh, to open up because I want to be the first one to jump on because I want to, have a great room selection. I did that the year before the year before it was in like in November, I think it, we signed up for it. Um, and I started checking in November actually this year, but, uh, I think it opened up, uh, December, uh, probably middle of maybe around 15th, 16th of December. And I jumped in and I right away and everybody I knew, and I think I even mentioned it uh, on the podcast and I knew, uh, 
I knew, you know, those rooms were going to be selling out fast. And I know people who decided in February, like they were going to start looking, connecting and, and going on for rooms. And they were pushing them way down the street because uh, everything locally was booked up. Uh, uh, you know, table space, you know, like last year, this year I had a half a table booked. I paid for it in February. I was ready to go. And then a great opportunity came uh, in April. I was able to uh, get a half a booth at this year's national. Uh, I it was just being at a show at the right place at the right time. Uh, a half a booth came available. I jumped right in. I said, I'm all in whatever I need to do. Uh, I'll take it. And, and just being that person, being there, right place, right time, um, it was promised to me. And uh, yeah, so this year, and, and now just talking about the logistics, right, of getting, you know, having a half a booth now, getting, you know, all, all, all my stuff from Connecticut out to Chicago, and I, I really don't want to make that drive. So I have to make arrangements to get, you know, my stuff transported out there. Um, so it's more logistics and more things going on because initially, you know, I was just going to bring my cards and one and was going to have one case and that was it. Now it's a whole new ball game. Uh, and, and I've been uh, been been really, really making plans and reaching out to people and, and figuring out how I'm doing this. And and, you know, things are coming together. Um, the Wolfpack, you know, we're doing a trade night that that is locked and loaded. The trade night is all set, locked and loaded. Friday night, July 28th, across the street uh, at the Crown Plaza, right, or Crown Royal uh, Hotel. And uh, it's a cash bar, it's DJ, it's giveaways. Uh, it's what everybody's talking about now. Uh, we're all set. That's all set, ready to go. Um also starting to plan dinners and meetups with friends, you know, new and old people that I've known and people that I've never met before that I communicate with online that are going to be, uh, going to be out there. So just planning meetups and, 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 you know, just looking forward to meeting so many people that I communicate with, uh, all year and I've never met up with because they're, you know, in different parts of the country that our paths have never, have, have never crossed. I've talked about building, uh, you know, my national inventory. Uh, I talked about price points, talked about strong hands, uh, and I've stuck to those plans, you know, I, and I know it's hard. If you really know me, I get so excited to go to these shows and I want to put the best of everything I have in my case at the show. So it was difficult for me just to keep getting these cards and putting them in a separate box and just putting them aside and just saying, you know, just leave them alone, leave them alone. I stuck to those plans and, and, you know, over, over, you know, since January, I built up a 70 card uh, inventory with prices ranging from $350 to 3k. Uh, I talk, I've, I've shared a lot of the cards that I picked up. Um, and a lot of the cards, you know, every price point between that 350 and 3k, but the sweet spot being, I think between the 500 and 1600 for me, that's my spot. And I know I get people that send me messages and say, Oh, you're shortchanging yourself. You know, the uh, 
people are coming coming out there coming through the national and they want to spend they want to buy those big cards you should have those three thousand and four thousand five and probably right they're probably right but i think for for everybody they have a lane they know what they're comfortable putting out there and i think for me with what i figured out um I, I could have probably cut that 70 cards into 25 cards, right? And, and you know, made them $3,000 or, or whatever, however the, 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 the money will, would break down. Um, but I enjoy moving the low, I'm not going to say lower, what's it, mid-end? Are we talking mid end? What do they say? Anything under five hundred is low end. Over five hundred is mid end, and over five k is high end. Um, that's what I hear. Um, I don't have anything. I not yet. I'm not going anything in the five k range. I think my my top is three k. Uh, Thirty two hundred uh, would be would be the top card for me. And and one of them, you know, couple in the upper two thousands, couple in the mid two thousands. Uh, a handful right around 2k right and then right in that 500 to 16 1700 i i just i have a lot of cards there but they're great cards and they're cards that people are going to want uh and cards that i'm watching um similar cards with the prices and the comps uh are are continuously going up on them so i'm excited i'm excited that um uh, i have these cards and i'm excited the prices you know where are, are where they're at uh, I still have uh, two orders out at PSA um, that I'll be adding some of those cards um, to the inventory. Uh, a lot of Desmond Ritter RPAs that, uh, you know, I talked about picking up for, you know, very early on, January, February, before anybody was picking that stuff up. Um, and, and I've masked a small collection and I've sent them off to PSA off for grading. So I'm excited to see those come back and, uh, um, add those to that inventory as well. Uh, I've separated, you know, speaking of my inventory, I've separated, you know, my lower end stuff, my lower end inventory. Uh, and that's what I'm bringing to the shows. And I've talked about this. I've been bringing, that's what I've been bringing to the last handful of shows I've been to. Um, and I'm moving, I'm moving a lot of those cards, uh, and, and I don't mind, I'm moving them under comps. I'm moving them about 80, 85% comps. I'm good with that. I'm happy to move that because I'm able to turn that cash right back into, you know, cash for cards for that national inventory, just to keep adding to that box. Um, a number of things that I sold on eBay, um, helped me, you know, purchase that, uh, 2017 Patrick Mahomes that the lime, the rated rookie lime, um, the PSA nine, I talked about getting, I actually got that through PWCC, right. But I was just, just selling stuff, not even leaving the house, just selling that stuff through eBay and letting that account just build up. And, you know, I'm not selling big things there, right. It's all 25, 40, 50, $60 cards, but it's just a lot of them. And that money is just starting to build up. You know, I talked about, uh, getting the um, Sports Illustrated uh, for kids, you know, when uh, when it first came out. I don't even remember when it came out. I, I, I know it was in the fall, um, but I bought five of those because um, 
Alyssa Thompson, the number one draft in uh, women's soccer, uh, was one of the cards in there. And, you know, turns out that Victor Wembiama is in there as well. Right. And I started looking at that, um, what, a week and a half, week and a half, two weeks, two weekends ago. Right. All of a sudden, somebody was talking about his uh, Sports Illustrated you know, card being graded like a four and selling for like a thousand dollars. I'm like, wait, what? I said, I just looked at it when I heard, you know, and I knew this and I knew there was going to be some, some, you know, push on this, on Victor. Um, I went and looked at the prices on those because I had purchased those. I bought five of them at $20 each. I bought them all from one with a newsstand in upstate New York. Um, and they shipped them to me. They were in you know, fabulous condition. And, uh, I looked at them at one point and I saw some, they were selling them for like 45 and $50. And that wasn't that long ago. So then I just put them back in. I said, no, I'm just hold on to them. But then I saw this was happening and I, I, I took those and I, I put them up on eBay and, you know, they sold in two days at $150 each. Um, so I'm able to take that money right? That's all found money, able to take that money and just pump it back into, you know, buying some cards. And, you know, we talk about, you know, I always talk about, you know, things where I went wrong and mistakes I made. Well, there, there is a decision I made for one reason. And it turned out that it was such a positive thing on the other side. And, and I've learned my lesson and I've talked about this over and over. And I, I really have, I've learned my lesson. Uh, you know, I like to, uh, I like the prospect, but everything that I've prospect over the last two years that I was like, oh, this, I'm going to hold this, or I'm going to demand this money or whatever. It's just come back to burn me. The prices of the bottom falls out of these cards. And then I'm standing there and like, oh man, I should have sold these at the height. And, and here's the thing, like, you know, here's a guy that, I mean, I think he's going to be a superstar, right? But this is Sports Illustrated for Kids magazine. I mean, this is not even, you know, any any, any real card yet. I mean, these cards are okay. It's the, the, his first card, but you know, as soon as these these twenty twenty three boxes start coming out, I mean, I can I could see the the price is going to be dropping on those Sports Illustrated cards very quickly. So. Uh, I was happy to move those and and not even look back. If for some reason that card, those cards end up being more than you know, then you know, good good on the people who bought them from me. But I, I, I'm not making any more mistakes, hanging on to things, um, you know that that could fall. Like you know, I'm in this, I'm buying this. I like prospecting, and I really wanted to be that guy when I got into this. I really wanted to be that guy that held on to these things. And, and I know some other people I talk to in the hobby, especially with the Desmond Ritter cards, you know, I, I, there's, there's some people out, some collectors out there I talk to and they, they shake their head. They're like, no, don't sell any. I mean, he's really going to be the guy. And I'm like, he, he very well may could be, but when I'm looking at the profits, you know, and, and it's reminding me of Mac Jones last year where Mac Jones cards were just going through the roof. And I was sitting on like 15 or 20 really great cards of his. And, uh, you know, I never did move them just thinking, oh, I'll hold this one. I'll hold that one. I like this card or whatever. 
And then look what happened. I mean, the market just dropped out of the bottom. Now I'm still sitting on most of those cards. I'm hoping that, you know, he'll come back this year and there'll be, you know, some more value in the, in those cards. But um, I could really see that happening with Desmond Ritter. If he just went out, there's going to be so much hype on him between now and the national and even August. I think that I, those prices are just going to keep going up. And that's what I foresaw. And that's uh, the reason I got in was to buy now and sell before he ever steps on the field to play a game this year. Um, and, and that was my plan. And that that's my plan to stick. I'm sticking to that plan. Um, he, he's not a guy that I want to PC. I mean, I have a plenty of people that I PC and I'm buying all their cards regardless of what they're doing. And I'm holding all those cards regardless. Um, but he's not a guy that I'm, that I'm, um, um, PCing nor that I want to PC. So I'm buying these cards just to move these cards. Um, and, and take that profit, right. And move it into something else. Um, I talked about the other stuff I have on eBay. I have about a hundred cards on eBay that uh, I just find that every week a couple sell every week, every week, every week, and I'm happy to sell them. These are cards that I br bring in back and forth to shows and nobody's buying, but now on eBay, there's more eyes and I know I'm paying, you know, fee bay, I'm paying the fees there, but I think I priced them well enough that, you know, it's an interesting thing. And I've talked about this, especially what like the music cards that, a handful of those cards paid for all the grading and put money back in my pocket, uh, turned a profit. So the cards that are out there now that I'm set, that I'm selling a lot of those on eBay, you know, it's, it's really free money. It's, it's all pure profit, whatever comes out. So, you know, is the, if the card, uh, you know, if, if, if the market says the card, the comps on the card are $45 and I put them out there for $45, you know, buy it now or best offer. And somebody's offering me $30 or $33. Of course I'm going to take it. Why would I not take it? Um, if I'm at a show and I take these same cards to the show, you know, I'm willing to take 25 or $30 for those cards because I've already made all my money back on it. And now I'm just hoping to move those cards again, take that money and just put it into something a little bit more positive. Um, so moving forward now, you know, what do we have? Five weeks, a uh, little over five weeks. Uh, I still have a number of shows I'm attending um, between now and then um, starting this weekend. I'm going to a local show here, Plainville, Connecticut. Uh, I, I mention this show all the time. It's a great, local show that I'm going to go there and, you know, see what I can get, see, see what kind of damage I could do over there. Right. The following weekend, that's a big weekend. This is probably going to be the biggest weekend, uh, before the national I'm doing Chantilly. Uh, I'm setting up there. Uh, I'll be there the whole weekend, uh, with my guy, Tom at Kirill recognize real, um, met Tom just coming, going to the shows. Tom and I literally collect the same stuff. A lot of the women's basketball, the women's soccer, always messaging, always comparing notes. We we're, we're, we bought all these hobby boxes from uh, uh, Parkside Collectibles, the 2023 uh, hobby boxes, and uh, you know just going back and forth on the cards we're getting and uh, looking forward to setting up with him. Uh, he was able to give me some space in his booth 
um, for that weekend. So I'm going to be happy to be there. I've never done that show. Uh, and I, and I possibly may have, uh, you know, some stuff that, you know, I just want to drop off and just, you know, some last minute stuff to be graded and maybe just get it graded while I'm there or, you know, work it out, just hand into them to make sure that I get it back, uh, you know, before Rosemont. Uh, there's a last show. Uh, I just saw that popped up the first week, week in July. I think it's around July 8th, 7th or 8th, wherever that Saturday is in New Jersey. So that's always a good show to go to, uh, if I need some last minute pickups or I want to make some more, some more sales. Uh, and then, you know, there's even like I talked about social media, buying and selling, you know, Facebook, Instagram, mentioned eBay a number of times. You think I'm getting paid for them how many times I mentioned them, but you know, I, it's just, that's, that's just worked out for me. And the funny thing is, as I live, the post office is like an eighth of a mile away and it's this like little tiny post office that no one's ever in. So I'll be here in the office doing something and I'll see a sale come through and people are always commenting, Oh my God, crazy fast shipping. Well, I'll just print out the shipping label, you know, package it up on my way anywhere, I just pop in there and just drop it off. So the, it, it works out well for shipping too. I don't, where, where I lived before I moved here, I used to have to drive to the post office, stand in line for 10 minutes. It was always a hassle. Um, although I'm starting to see football comps rising, um, and I'm talking about going to these shows, uh, now is the time I need to make good educated decisions on buying, you know, price points, margins, uh, they become risky as prices rise, you know, for me and, you know, it, I, I'm excited now because the moves I made were the right moves. And I can sit here now in June and tell you how easy it was to buy football in January, February, March, and even into April when prices were down, um, that I just had the capital to put out in, buying those cards and just put them aside um, and buying, buying them in those months at that time of year. And the prices I was paying, I'm paying, I was paying the comps I was paying on them. You know, I'm almost guaranteed to turn some type of profit on all those cards come July. So it's easy. It's easy for me to say that, but now we're into June, right? It's like, okay, now we saw the prices pop up on a lot of these cards. Um, where do they go from there? Do they keep rising? Do they, do they stay where they are? Do they drop? It, you know, June and July, I mean, especially June, it, it becomes very tricky, uh, especially if you're in the flip game and you want to take these cards and you want to, you know, five weeks later, you want to flip them in Chicago, you know, put them in your case and flip them in Chicago. Um, and it becomes very tricky because those margins are, you know, if I'm buying, if I'm buying a car in, card in January, um, at what is 90% of the comp at that time, you know, where look at today's prices, it would literally, for me, it would have been buying at 60 or 65% of the comp. So even if I go out there, and the prices don't go up that much more and I can sell at 85 or 90, I'm still doing it. I'm still in a 20%, right? I'm still, I'm still making money, but if we're buying cards now in June, how much are they going to go up? How much could they possibly go up? And, and they could go down too, right? So it becomes very tricky of what, what, what you're buying into, 
this time of year. And I talked about many times, that was the mistake I made last year. I picked up all these great cards in, you know, January, February, March, April, but then I started selling them in June because that's what everybody was buying them. And I saw the prices rising. I saw that I could make some profit. And, and I was like, yeah, I want to be the guy. I was the most popular guy last June at the, everybody was coming to me. And I talked about, you go back and listen to that podcast in June, a couple of those podcasts in June, doing the last show and doing, uh, I think it was a Springfield show. There was a couple of shows I talked about. I was the most popular guy. I was making all these sales and people were coming over because they were buying all my inventory to take the national. Right. I mean, really, that's what it came down to. And then when I got, got to the national, I said, man, look at all these cards. Look at the prices are way up. I should have held them and started selling them there. So I'm not making that mistake this year. Um, but I don't want to make that mistake and pay overpay for a card either that, you know, I'm just going to, uh, break even on, or perhaps even lose money. So it just becomes tricky this time of year, um, what you're buying into and how you're buying it. And, you know, just, just try to make educated decisions. Uh, another thing that I've been doing and I've talked about, uh, is women's soccer and the prices of those, especially on the key players are rising up, uh, the world cup, women's world cups in July, so I've built a, a small inventory, nothing big, nothing over the top, but players that um, are going to be playing on the U.S. team and and some top players in, in the NWSL. Uh, I just have a, a separate showcase for that, for the women's soccer, that I've been picking these cards up over the last eight to ten months. Um, and now I'm excited to finally be able to you know, come July, be able to put these cards out and see what happens. See what happens. I don't have a great deal invested in it. Um, most of the cards I was buying was really for my PC, a lot of Trinity Rodman. Um, but I've been picking up other cards. You know, I probably have, I don't know, 25, 30, you know, lower end women's soccer cards that we'll see what happens when I put them out. I have, I bought them all raw, graded them myself on a, you know, a deal PSA had you know, a month or so ago um, at $14. So I sent them all off, got graded, and we'll see what happens. I'm I'm excited to put them out and see what happens. And not only that, I'm excited to have people that collect the same people I do, right? And have people to talk to come in and, you know, start talking about women's soccer and things like that. I'm excited for that. I'm excited to have those conversations. Uh you know, I'm just excited, right? I'm just really, I'm starting to get excited uh, just about this whole thing. Uh, and I think like everyone else is, uh, and, and and the more excited I am, it's because I feel like I'm really prepared. I felt I was prepared last year and went leaving, coming out of Atlantic City, I realized how unprepared I was and I, 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 I identified the mistakes I made. So moving into this year, moving into Rosemont, um, I, I've corrected those mistakes and I feel like I'm more prepared. I'm sure afterwards I'm going to be doing an episode saying this was the mistake I made or, you know, but it, it, it's just, you know, sports car lessons, right? It's, it's lessons. It's lessons. I'm, I'm always learning and I think everybody else is too. But preparation is key, right? Especially when this, I mean, this, the national, this one event holds so many 
inner events, right? So many inner events. Uh, that's what makes this such an, an incredible event. It's not, you know, you go to a Super Bowl. It's, it's uh, you know, b- before the game party, the game, and, and maybe after the game party. Uh, this is a little different, right? It's a whole week uh, and every day, every day, there's so many inner events going on at this one big event. There's something there for everyone. And it's just such an exciting time. So definitely looking forward to it. Like I said, I'm doing a, a Saturday show. Um, I'm not setting up, just walking the show in Plainville, uh, Connecticut this weekend. And uh, I will be back Monday with uh, with a new episode. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please like, definitely subscribe. And most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. Until next time, take care of yourselves and everyone around you.